0: Join me today to talk about his upcoming album, Coordinates, is none other than Oakland's very own Brookfield Deuce. Deuce, how are you doing today? I'm good, I'm good, man. How you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. How you feel about this album now that it's uh, almost here? Right, right. <laughs> or oh, by almost. the time people
1: hear it, it's going to be yeah, out. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I mean, long time coming. Yeah? Yeah, three, 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 hour, three years of some change.
0: sure, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm,
1: I'm excited about it. I think that it's... Um, really important for me to, to, to get this stage of my journey off and proceed to what's next. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited about it.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned that it was been it's been three years obviously in that time and yeah. we've done stuff with Grand National. <laughs> and uh, I mean you've been you stayed busy. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. You uh you
1: AR'd Dames project. Mm-hmm. How'd that go? Uh I, I I think it went normal. Okay. Yeah, I think that um I was I was I was playing that role before I was actually in the role, Mm -hmm. so just transitioning to being able to be the A&R on paper, right, was was seamless because I was already working on being that person for a number of years before.
0: Right. Okay. So you you just (laughs) (laughs) ran right into it.
1: (laughs) I originally got into music to be like an A&R manager, talent developer. Okay. For sure. Yeah. That's how that's how I started with music. I've always like written poems and did stuff like that but when i wanted to get into the business i wanted to be more like diddy Mm -hmm. you know um and nobody would really listen because i didn't have any accolades it was like why should i listen to you Mm -hmm. if you haven't done anything to prove that you know what you're talking about so i started rapping just so i can get the accolades i see once i started i realized i was pretty good at it so i stayed in rap and um, and now I'm kinda in the space of my life where I'm transitioning back into doing um, like the management and talent development and you know A and R and you know other artists' music. But right. um, Luckily, you know, I'm blessed with a, a good set of friends and family that have told me that I don't have to do either or I could I could do both. I could do and, you know. Right. So just being able to take away or out of the vocabulary and put and in place of it has been a it's been a godsend for me. Yeah, I mean,
0: I think, I don't remember who I was talking to. I, th- I think it was Kev, but, like, there's there's no rules to any of it. Yeah, <laughs> You can sure. just kind of do whatever you want to do at yeah. the end of the day. And I think as long as you have the um, the drive for it, it'll get done. Yeah, not sure. <laughs> Something will come out of it. It might take time. And yeah. that actually goes right into the album a little bit, because right off Scenic Route, like, both you and Dame talk about it. Yeah, Like, y'all... Kind of like it may have taken some time, but
1: you're here now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think when you when you explain like your story to someone when they ask you like, how'd you get there? Mm-hmm. You don't tell them, I started and I finished. You know, you'd be like, okay, so boom, and then you get into all of the twists and turns and the forks in the road and decisions you had to make, and you you give drama, you know? Yeah, so it's part of the storytelling. Exactly. So I think that for this is like. I'm nowhere near at the at the finish line of what I want to do, mm-hmm. and um, I'm nowhere near to start. I'm in, I'm in the middle somewhere. Right. I'm not sure where I am in the middle, but in that, I am searching for my own mental freedom, my own happiness, and I think that the the search, the the journey is it should be embraced by everybody to not run somebody else's race, but to run your own race and be happy in where you are in that race, whether you're losing or if you're ahead. I think that. Um, all of it is a part of a great story for anybody. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. Now, um, before we get super into the album, because I already mentioned Scenic Route, yeah. um, the title of the album is Coordinates, and I've seen you post a few coordinates yeah. <laughs> just throughout social media. The ones that I at least I saw were Brookfield Village, obviously, okay. Portland mm-hmm. and then Death Valley okay. or not Death Valley, uh, Joshua Tree. Joshua Tree. Uh, <laughs> Now, yeah. what it's do what like, do all
1: those places mean to you? Because um, I, I imagine they mean something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, um, I mean the album is basically about how, in between, an album I put out called Hope Dreams, and now, I've signed a deal, I've traveled around the world, I've met with a number of people that are on all different walks of life, and I realized that, like home, is not really where the heart is but where the heart is in that moment if that makes mm. sense so like if I'm in Amsterdam right that's where home is at that moment because that's where I am okay you know what I mean So kind of um, like being present being present being like in the moment yeah of where you are in your journey or wherever the case is and um, so the random coordinates are just me all over the world okay um, I have coordinates everywhere I just haven't posted the picture right. <laughs> I, I want to inspire everyone to be where they are, Mm. you know what I mean? Be happy with where they are. So I I would love for when the music comes out and people are listening to it and they're posting, you know, the album cover or they're posting them in the car driving, listening to it, that the caption is where they are. Mm. You know, so if you're listening to it in Italy, post the coordinates in Italy. So we know that the message is is moving, not just somewhere where an artist will feel like they're just, oh, I'm just local. Because that's not really the case. You just don't have the exposure to reach a mass number of people but your music is reaching it's just how many people are getting it in those particular areas so I think being able to, to recognize where those songs and, and where that impact is landing will help the mental health of an artist you know
0: yeah yeah because I'm sure you feel that way but I'm sure there's other artists that also are like they feel like they're locked into the region yeah. sort of thing or in some other cases they feel like their region doesn't respect them yeah all the time <laughs> so yeah. it's like when you have when you realize that you have um, fans from all around the world or just not even around the world but just right next to you even exactly like that that it's impactful for sure because yeah. I think um, either you or I think Grand National tweeted like oh who's uh, who are these fans in Japan <laughs> right 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 and I'm like yeah it's weird like yeah. you don't realize how far the reach really can be yeah Uh now, going in, we can keep going into the album a little bit, um, but uh, sticking with scenic route. How's the relationship with you and Dame been throughout the years, and like how that kind of build on it, like going
1: into his career and your career respectively? Um, very close. Yeah. Um, my mom and his mom are sisters, first cousins. We've spent every Christmas, Thanksgiving, Halloween, right? You know, like you name it, we've been together throughout it all. Um, I was, uh, I'm the oldest and a, a bunch of our cousins, we have 20 plus cousins in our family, okay. first cousins. Um, yeah. I'm the oldest and um, we've all played sports. Um, starting with basketball and football, but I played basketball. Right. Um, I needed to, to get a regular job to help my family. Yeah. You know, when I got out of high school, so college didn't really happen for me, but college happened for all the rest of my cousins. Mm. Um, they all went and did things, basketball and football, and um, some went semi-pro, some went professional. Uh, Damien is one of those right. people that went professional. And um, we've just been together the whole time. Um, we don't really do like a lot of uh, outside friend situations because we have so many cousins that our cousins are our friends, Yeah. you know? So um, we've just always been together. Um, it, it made the the transition into music for his career musically a lot easier because it's like no one knows you better than someone who knows you for real. So being able to like fact check Mm -hmm. the stories, being able to tell him like structure it this way or don't say it like this, say it like that, and being able to listen to somebody who he's been listening to for his whole life, it's a lot easier than somebody that's a stranger coming in saying X, Y, and Z. Right. Because you kind of have the, you're looking out for them essentially, like you know what's or. You would like to feel like you know what's best for them well he, well, he trusts me yeah exactly. he trusts me you know the money ain't a factor it's not one of those things where he thinks i'm around because of the money mm-hmm. and i'm not around because of the money i'm around and he has me around because we love each other right so i'm not going to steer him in a direction that i don't think is best for him right you know yeah. so I, I think that that's really the thing is, is trust the trust factor
0: Yeah. and then, uh, you mentioned that
1: you were the or you are the oldest of all the
0: cousins like did you and um It sounds like you kind of built everything up for them and like paved the roads so that they can kind of do their own thing. Not really built
1: up, but like if if you got an OG that tells you if you walk down that block, you'll get robbed and you walk down there anyway, that don't really make sense. Right. You know what I mean? I think that my my family is one that kind of takes advice without having to experience it themselves for the most part. Mm -hmm. So I don't I won't say that i built it up for everybody. I said, I I failed so people can succeed. I walk so somebody else can fly. You know what I mean? So I think that's more of the the scenario, more than anything. Right.
0: Okay. Um, Then also with the album just as a whole, I feel like it's very very personal. Definitely. A lot of the, like, it may not get super into detail with any, like, one specific scenario, but the whole story itself itself feels like... (coughs) kind of um like like we talked about earlier like you're kind of in the present you're acknowledging all these things going around going on around you and just taking it all in yeah um is there anything like in particular that
1: you feel that you really want people to take away with it um i I think that throughout the the music there are points where you could tell that i figured something out right there are points in the album where you can tell that I feel like I haven't figured it out where I'm lost. Um, or or maybe I was lost, hmm. so I'm referencing the past maybe. Right. And then there are moments where it's clear that I'm not lost or found, but I'm searching.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm trying to find it, Right. you know, like I'm making an effort to, to try to find it. And I think that um, that's what I want people to take away from it is no answer is wrong. You know what I mean? Like no point in life is incorrect You know, like if you are in the middle of trying to pursue a dream or a career and you look on Instagram and you see that somebody else is already there, it don't mean that you are failing or taking too long. It's just that's their journey and it's yours. Right. Everyone's got their own path. everyone got their own. And you on time for what you got going on. Yeah. You're not late, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, with the the project, it sounds like, um,
0: well, some of the notes that I had was with review thoughts. You just you you acknowledge a lot of the things that some people rap about, yeah. But some of the things that maybe they should rap about, or just more personal experiences, yeah, is that something that you want to kind of just put into your own music in general to more or less differentiate yourself
1: from other artists, um, or like to subvert uh, expectations? <laughs> not not necessarily. I mean, I think that I I like talking about things that. Are true. Mm-hmm. I like talking about things that are you know relevant in my life and in the people that I love's lives, um, and I think that primarily um, the music industry is built to not support those kind of music, mm-hmm. compo- uh, like, you know, compositions. Um, right. There's like a sound that yeah. Really like you have to that. follow. You have mm-hmm. to follow a certain kind of formula that that might degrade women or. Right you know promote violence in your community and I don't necessarily want to rap about that right you know what I mean um, so I've I went through things I've, I've I've seen things you know I've done things but I don't you know kind of want to talk about those things as the forefront of my responsibility as as an artist as a writer mm-hmm. so um, that kind of song is it was more about me kind of reminiscing about how I grew up and going through some real life issues that got me to the point of acknowledging to the, to the people that are listening, like, I'm not trying to rap what everybody's talking about. Yeah. So, like, if you are okay with that, then we probably could be friends. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. th- this could make sense for both of us if you are in agreement that the stuff that I'm talking about is stuff that you normally don't hear and that you appreciate hearing. Right. Like maybe for the first time, you know? Mm. Like, if you're open to hearing it as well, yeah. sort of thing people don't know unless you unless the artist put it out. Yeah. But a lot of the artists don't put it out because they think that it won't be accepted because only these kind of songs get accepted. Only this kind of beat gets accepted. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So and I mean
0: obviously there's some artists that kind of get a, can get around that or they get a pass <laughs> to yeah. an extent. Like we just had Kendrick drop a an album that I I feel like a lot of people didn't care for as much as some of his previous projects. I think it's perfect. Yeah, but exactly. I think
1: it's, I think it's a perfect album. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a perfect album, definitely. I think that it's a mix of all of the the, the, the music that he's done. But I think above all, um, he did a great job at explaining that he's just a regular person. Yeah. You know, like, don't put me on this pedestal to, to save hip hop. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm a hood rat. <laughs> yeah, and he's, he be, takes pride in it. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I want to be allowed to. And I think a lot of that is, is in coordinates, too. Like, yeah, I think that in the past, um and this is um like a testament to the the things that i've seen and experienced but also a testament to grand national is i have um i've done a lot of rapping to myself Mm -hmm. if that makes sense like um i understand what i wrote and i understand the bar right and i understand the double or triple entendre but if i put it on record and i let you hear it Mm. you might not catch it and then I used to find myself going, "Did you hear that one part though?" Right. "Did you hear that one part though?" And you'd be like, "No, I gotta go back and listen," you know. But in a, in a record that's an hour and ten minutes, you might not have time to really dive mm. into all of that stuff, you know what I mean? So I think this album, I did a, a, a way better job at getting straight to it, like getting mm. to the point. Like this is exactly what I'm saying, instead of sugar coating it, or candy coating it, or leather coating it, or right. steel coating it. You know what I mean? Where it's like it's it's you can't, you can't even get through, you know what I mean? Like super dense, um, but right, wanted to kind of make it more approachable. I got it. Accessible, you know I mean? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. as soon as you hear it, it's like, no, I understand what he's saying. Right. And if you listen again, you'll catch the layer. Right. So I, I think I've, I've done a better job at being able to deliver it better, you know, um, than, than before, um, this album, I, I don't think I was rapping to myself. I think I was rapping to the people, mm-hmm. um, and more, more therapy based, more just telling people kind of where I'm at and what I'm going through. Right. As opposed to trying to out myself where it's like, oh, I'm impressed with what I just said. You know what I mean? Right. And then nobody, nobody else understands it but me. And it's like, yeah, I like it, but it ain't <laughs> but moving. You yeah, exactly. it ain't moving. So it's like, don't be mad it ain't moving because you didn't make it for them. You yeah. made it for you, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of artists do that. They make music for them and they get mad when it don't move. Mm-hmm. It's like, you didn't make it for the people.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like it, like I'm totally fine with an artist making stuff for themselves, like because that usually comes across at yeah. least from one from my experience. But I also understand like
1: people aren't gonna go outside and listen yeah. to it. <laughs> or I mean, you can. It just don't get upset when it don't pop. Right. Yeah. yeah. If, if it don't pop, and you like, man, nobody messing with me, man. You know, like <laughs> they they ain't messing with me. They yeah. hating. You know what I mean? Like whoever they is, it's yeah. like, but the they hating is really you. Yeah. You're really hating on yourself by closing yourself off to the people and the culture and what's going on outside and not being fully tapped in with what's going on. So like I said, a lot of that is a testament to just my experiences in previous albums, like mm-hmm. learning from us walking so the next thing could fly, but also Grand National being in the studio and saying, this is my verse. And then Monty or Kev going, right. no, <laughs> that's not it. Right. Write that again, check that line out, put this in. You know, I think that, um. I think that that is the secret sauce is doing it together as opposed mm-hmm. to doing it alone you know like alone is boosy. <laughs> like for real yeah <laughs> like who want to be alone you know like in real life you know like yeah. don't do that don't don't hate on yourself mm-hmm. you know
0: especially like when you have the people that are available to you like, yeah there's no reason to yeah and uh i mean since we're on the top of grand national like how like. I kind of got an idea from Kev and DB, but like, how did it all kind of come across, come about, like on your end at least?
1: Um, my end, um, I was sitting at home, twiddling my thumbs, playing Zelda, um, and I got a phone call to come outside, and I was in a space where I was telling myself that when. Doors are knocked, you got to answer, you know, and for a long time, you know, doors will be knocked on. And I'll be like, I ain't answering that. (laughs) Right. And I would miss opportunities, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, And, you know, a lot of that is just based on my journey as an artist in the Bay in in general. Um, I did a lot of music. I felt like it didn't reach Mm -hmm. because of what we just talked about earlier. Um, Damien got drafted to the Blazers. So a lot of us went to Portland and did a lot of moving and shaking in Portland. I met a lot of artists in Portland, and I found myself, you know, how you go to a new place, like a new school or whatever, and you got to make new friends. Yeah. Sometimes people are closed off to making new friends, and sometimes people really go outside and make new friends. I think that in the Bay, my energy was to not go outside and make new friends, to, mm-hmm. to be on defense. You uh, know? No, no new friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but when I went to Portland, I was like, this is a clean slate. I could just go out there and, and meet people. and start fresh so i really went to portland and i started meeting people Mm -hmm. and i realized that the work that i was doing in portland was nothing that i did in the bay so if i didn't have friends and connections in the bay it was my fault Mm. so when i came back from portland i came to oakland and i started meeting people right and i started coming outside and going to events and i realized that people in oakland or in the bay weren't closed off i was closed off right i just needed to come outside and 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 do the work you know so um I think that's really what it was for me is, um, being, being, being open to it, you know? And I think that when the phone call came, I was, I was ready and available to, to pull up and it was like a once a week thing. Um, and then we were still going out and doing things. So yeah. we went out like around the same time we had went to, um, I am Sue's festival mm-hmm. and, um, me, um, Monty, Uh, Mo Green, D.B., DJ D-Sharp, we all was like just kind of talking about just doing music. And um, we ended up going to the lab. I think only me and Monty showed up kind of the first day. Right. You know, same thing, you know, door knock, answer it. Yeah. Me and Monty were the ones that answered the door that day. And um, me, Monty, and and D-Sharp, you know, we started making music at the same time that we were doing the Grand National Thursdays. We were going from one studio to the next. And recording simultaneously, like okay. two albums. So, East Shore kind of got started at the same time right. as Grand National. So when Grand National was actually, all right, we're about, we're about to put it out. Right. You know, let's wait on EShore, Shore. Let's put GN out. Yeah. And
0: um,
1: East Shore kind of just fell under the umbrella of GN. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were both created at the same time. It wasn't like a. We're doing gn and then eastward branched off from gn it was like yeah, there always were, there were two busy. separate things but the, the players were in the same situation <laughs> so we just made it one big thing um but it will be like 30 people in there 30 rap, 30 rappers and singers and producers and it kind of dwindled down to about 20 mm-hmm. and then that's how you know grand national was formed and i think we um i think we did a good job um or we're trying to do a good job at explaining exactly what it is, Um, even with the titling, with Grand National being season one. Right. It's season one because, like, a TV show, like The Wire, for instance. Yeah. You know, like, the first couple seasons was Avon. Mm -hmm. But then the last seasons were Marlo. Right. So it doesn't mean that Avon isn't in The Wire no more because he's not on season three, four, and five. Right. It just means that he's a part of season one and two, but he's a part of the entire Wireverse, you right. know what I mean? They're if just that makes different sense, different players at different, just times. different places Because people die and see, in, in the TV shows, right don't mean that they out. Yeah. It just means that in their role, they're done in terms of the TV show. Mm-hmm. So I think that we wanted to make sure that the name on the front of the jersey was more important than the names on the back of the jersey. So right. Grand National doesn't have any members necessarily. Right. There are no artists. That's why it's a collective. On Grand National, group. yeah, it's, it's not even a collective. It's oh, a what? it's a venture studio. Mm-hmm. So like. The, the, like the idea of grand national putting music out is to be a commercial for other things mm-hmm. you know like it's not a music thing per se it's like we do music as well right you know like the and thing instead of the or yeah. it's like and we could do whatever the hell we mm-hmm. want to do so today we're making dominoes tomorrow right. we're putting an album out <laughs> two weeks later we're selling a shirt you know a month later we're doing a documentary right it's whatever it is it's like that's what that's what we do and focusing on bringing any artist that needs that help because Mm -hmm. who want to be alone again if you need that help then there are a a number of players that have a good set of skills that can help you get from point a to point z without needing to sign your life away on a contract yeah you know what (laughs) I mean so so that's basically what, what what GN is and it's like it started with just everybody coming together musically and then it's and now it's 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 evolving into a situation that that's rooted in community and business and and care and being there for other people. You know, like love and care, like those to me, those are action words. Mm-hmm. It's it's cool to just be like, I love you, bro. You know, be right. safe. You know what I mean? But like, you got to actually act like you love somebody. Right, with the follow-up. Yeah, and, everything. and sometimes that love isn't cotton balls and cotton candy. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes love is like. You're wrong, bro. Yeah. is is holding somebody accountable. It's yeah. saying that wasn't cool. You know? Like, that's what love is to me. So, like, everybody's not capable of being able to receive real love. Yeah. You know? So, I think that... um. Yeah, people will definitely feel some sort of way yeah. <laughs> sometimes if you call them out for something. No, definitely. So, I, I think that's, that's the base of G.N. In, in, in a nutshell. It's like, I, I, every time people ask me, I want to make sure I tell people that it's not a music label. It's not a collective. It's not a... Creative agency is, is, is not none of that stuff. It's a venture studio. Is we're in the business of using our skills as currency to help other artists reach their full potential. Right. In exchange for us doing it together, mm-hmm. like us moving together. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. You know. So we're in the business of going far together. Right. So if somebody's in the business of just using the situation and walking away, right? then they ain't GM. right? you know what I mean? They're not Grand National. But if you're in the business of doing it together and being able to be open enough and vulnerable enough to be held accountable, right. then it's a seat at our lunch table, right? for sure. Now,
0: <laughs> that was very in-depth, for no. sure. <laughs> like, Cause like, you know, you, everyone has their ideas what Grand National is, but yeah. like to actually have it out and like explain like that. It's yeah. important. Yeah, sure. definitely. because I mean I'm sure you guys <laughs> y'all getting
1: tired of just hearing it's a like, lot of questions. Music. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a blessing that people are asking. Right, well, yeah. So, people could say nothing. You know what I mean? Then it's like, damn, nobody care. You know what <laughs> I mean? But the fact that there are questions means that people do want to understand exactly what it is, so they can figure out how they could be a part of it or support it. Right. You know, like. You gotta know before you say yes. Yeah, of you course. Know? Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right. So, just a couple more things because
1: mm. it's hot out here. Yeah. We chose the hottest day to do this. <laughs> I just got back from Miami, so I'm cool. I'm cool right now. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is cool. I had a hoodie on this morning. I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, <laughs> I mean, we'll you figure hoodie on right now. <laughs> hoodie
0: on right now. Um, actually, before we get back to the album, um, you brought up that you was just in Amsterdam, and the video for for Jabot just came out too. Yeah. Um, how was how was y'all's time in Amsterdam? I know Monty spent a little bit longer
1: out there. He did, but um, a, a it significant was, amount of y'all went out. <laughs> it was um, it was dope. It was um, it was it was real, real beautiful to see. You know, a, a country that was built in a way that I wish this country was built. Mm. Um, in which ways? Um, the way that they care about. The work the workplace okay. um, 100% literacy rate everyone's bilingual mm-hmm. everyone knows how to swim um, everyone um, can go to the doctor for free it's universal health right um, the food you know uh, whatever <laughs> right <laughs> not 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 horrible but not like the, the, the most best food I've ever had it's not like that but it's like you know you go and it feels a lot like the bay mm-hmm. you know in terms of temperature okay it's 60 65 overcast <laughs> sometimes sunny right. um it's always a breeze because it's, it's, it's built in canals the city's built around the canals yeah so it's water everywhere Keep um, it cool. <laughs> yeah so it's like it's kind of got a little bit of everything that you're looking for in, in a city and and they they embrace the small business mm-hmm. they embrace their culture um they don't allow cars in the city. Oh, okay. It's you have to ride bikes. The cars that are there are only there because they're working. Huh. So not necessarily there because they um, they're just driving around. But right. the cars that are there, whether you're driving or working, you have to pay a tax. Okay. So it eliminates the idea of everybody having a car. Right. Because you have to pay a certain amount for how much like your car weighs, you have to pay a certain amount. Okay. So Bikes are a thing, so it's like bikes, it's like everywhere. an incentive yeah, to be like, like, nah, <laughs> w- walking in bikes so that promotes like a level of healthiness. So people right. that you see are like way more healthy, right? You know what I mean? Um, and it's not that far from Germany, which is a military country for the most part, right. a lot of you know, military bases in Germany, so a lot of like black people have intermingled in, in the other races that are there. So like everyone's colorful, yeah, you know what I mean? And you know, I think that's super dope, but like, like I said, like. Universal healthcare, 100% literacy rate, right. go out bilingual, know how to swim—like things, like actual skills that people can take right. and go to another place and feel a little bit better about themselves and where yeah. they are in terms of education and healthiness and just their their personal mind space, mental health-wise. Right. Those those things aren't like I didn't we didn't hear a siren, we didn't hear gunshots, nobody was getting robbed, mm. nobody's car got bipped. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those things just didn't exist out there. So. I, kind of makes me a little jealous you know right yeah that yeah that's that's, that's the biggest takeaway you know outside of the fact that a lot of the industry a lot of movers and shakers are in that area so when we Mm -hmm. went it was like a lot of meetings a lot of talking to people right a lot of recording music um like it was easy to be inspired it was easy to create easy to create you know yeah so i I super appreciated the country and in the city of amsterdam right
0: oh that's cool like my my girlfriend keeps trying to get me to go back or go over there because she's yeah. been there, and I'm just like, when well, I got the money, we it's pretty it. <laughs> dope. And
1: it wasn't that expensive. Yeah, it wasn't that expensive. Like getting there was like not that much, but then moving around. Right. Yeah. When you're there, yeah, you want to have some some yeah. uh, <laughs> some money to hold to play know? around. Yeah. 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 No, it was tight. Like I I think and another thing about Amsterdam, I think um, was really important is that the things that people turn into vices. Hmm. They made legal
0: right yeah
1: so um the, like like i said like no sirens it was just like the opportunity for a level of crime was minimized because the things that people would be able to to turn into black market or underworld activity right. was in the open yeah. you know so like for the most part drugs are legal right you know alcohol is legal yeah prostitution legal you know what i mean yeah. so people were going to the red light district with their wives yeah. Like it's so nothing. I don't have to cheat on you. We can go together. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I don't have to worry about smoking weed and going to jail for twenty years and then they change the law, but they won't release people that went to jail for twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> They're not doing that. You just go to the coffee shop and get weed. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like a regular thing. It's a regular thing. It's a part of the culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that making the vices legal is like a, a big thing because the things okay. that you would you would turn to in your stress moments and your trauma responses, yeah, I mean, like you could just go do. You don't have, have to be raise, afraid and you know, under. Do uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, by all means, yeah, relieve your stress. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, do what you got to do. Right. And I, I, I think that's. I There's think no that's, stigma around. Yeah. It. <laughs> I think that's a bar. I think that. I think that most countries need to adapt that. You know. Yeah. Unless you haven't, for religious, you know, reasons or whatever, sure. but. People got to change it. If yeah. It's,
0: if it's more okay.
1: Yeah. It'll just make everything everything feel better. Yeah, I, I mean everybody, you know, your, your parents tell you no, it makes you want to do it more. Sure. Yeah, so I mean <laughs> go ahead, do it. You know what I mean? Right. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, like whatever. Whatever floats your boat. All right. So now
0: <laughs>
1: Go to Amsterdam, man. All right. That's all I can say.
0: Now that we had that uh slight tangent. Yeah. Um back to uh the project. What was the what was the feature that you were most excited for,
1: and why was it Stove Gods? <laughs> <laughs> the feature that I was most excited for, and why was it Stove Gods? Because Stove God is fucking tight, <laughs> right? It's, funny, it's fucking tight, man. Like that, and
0: the beat that you got from it's like it's a beat that you'd hear him on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um,
1: shout out to uh, AB, man. AB with uh, bars on I ninety five. Uh He kind of helped me put the play together. Okay. Um, me, me and him have been talking for a number of weeks just about music in general and some other stuff. I hicked him up with some stuff with Dame. We ended up doing an interview with Dame and with Kev mm-hmm. for Bars on R95. And we've just been maintaining that relationship. Like I said, about the a stuff, I'm yeah. really good at doing the behind the scenes stuff. So just being able to transition me as a rapper into me as an a was like really pivotal in, in how me and AB have have gotten cool um just as music lovers and um i had the opportunity to get a a, a beat in a verse two stove um and i told monty and kev and we were like let's go to the lab right now right and then we just went like maybe the next day we went and um kev made the beat um me and monty were kind of working on what a hook might be mm-hmm. but um it kind of just started by Manny asking me, like, um, where do you think, um, like when you think about traveling and being outside and going places and meeting different people, like what have you learned, you know, meeting all these people when you right. be around Dane, you know? And it was kind of like being away from like the leeches, mm-hmm. you know, and being, being able to identify who got your back and who don't got your back. And then he immediately went into like, Rayman, you know what right. I mean, and kind of start coming up, analytical. start coming up, coming up with like words for a hook. And then he, like, had a hook and um, he um, he recited it to me, and I was like, This is dope. And then I recited it on a camera on, on mic, and um, and it was dope when I did it. But Monty was like, it's fucking stove god, like, I gotta do this hook, I gotta do this yeah. hook. And I was like, You should have been said that, I would have been said, Yeah, you right. know what I mean. So he went and dipped the hook, I wrote my verse, and um, I sent it to AB, AB listened to it. He was like, this is crazy. He sent it to Stove. He put me and Stove on the the line together. Stove was like, this is fucking crazy. Um, Like three days later, he sent the verse back. (laughs) Um, And um, like me and him just been like kind of chopping it up about getting videos done and doing music in the future. Um, I know he's working on his album right now. Yeah i'm super excited about that and his relationship with griselda oh yeah but um i've just been a big fan of of what they've been doing um they're from where my family's from okay yeah my my grandmother's side of the family is from rochester buffalo okay so the people that taught me how to rap yeah were those kind of people yeah okay my, my cousins in new york taught me how to rap okay so my my writer base is based in writing and rapping like that. Mm. So when they became like a thing for them, it was like super, super like. It made sense, right? You know what I mean? Like it made sense for me to do a record with somebody who comes from that that era, that area, and that culture. Right. Um, I was um. I was super excited about that. Um, much like when I did Orphans, um, I had a Freddie Gibbs feature. I was super right. excited about the Freddie yeah. Gibbs feature. Um, I think ab- above all of that, um, outside of the music part, because like I said, still got, it's God is fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, outside of that, it it was more, more confirmation for me as an A&R mm. to tell myself that, if I have a target, he ain't too high. Right. Like, no target is, is, is so high that I can't reach him. Right. But you know, um, so you'll find your way. <laughs> I'll find my way to get it done. Like, even for, for a scenic group, yeah. um, I was, like, really close to having a Pusha teeth verse on there. OK. And, uh, and, um, and I've been doing a great job at being able to tap into the connections that I've created and the relationships that I've created to be able to reach mm-hmm. people that Tells me like nobody's unreachable, yeah. Like If I have somebody on my target list, I can reach them, yeah, you know. And I think that, um, when it came down to it, that was he's at the top of my list, and I was able to, to get it done. Me and him were able to get it done, and I, I think that's super, super, super crazy, you know. Super thankful for uh, for Cooks, man, like him being able to pull up and, and, and get it done it was like yeah <laughs> you, say <They> stole, <laughs> yeah the old guy bro
0: now you mentioned push the T but um, yeah. was there any other sort of features that you were trying
1: to get um not really okay um I, I did a good job at having Target producers sure these are the producers that I wanted to work with um Monty Kev um Bravo Damo, um, D-Woo, uh, D-Woo had just did Sumi Me for Wale. Mm-hmm. Um, me and him also had did Drake Grant okay. on Damien's album. And uh, we just kind of made a double back and, and did um, Brown Skin. Right. And um, I, I definitely wanted a, an 808 Mafia beat. Oh, sure. Um, so me and Nonstop did Big Ballin'. Mm. Um, I wanted to make sure that the 808 Mafia beat wasn't traditional trap. Right. That it that it felt like something that belonged here. Yeah, it kinda has like a bay bounce yeah, to it. it. It's got like a West Coast thing to it and that's unlike anything that 808 Mafia is doing. Right. So I, I I was super invested in making sure that a sound from them didn't sound like a sound from them.
0: Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, make it unique. Yeah. So when someone hears it, they're gonna be like, I didn't know that was an 808 Mafia beat. Right. You know? But um, shout out to Nonstop. Me and him have had a long standing relationship for a number of years with our connections to Portland. Mm -hmm. Um, He's from Portland originally, but now he's in Atlanta. Right. And I've just been, you know, doing my thing back and forth between here and Portland. But yeah, super excited about that. Uh, Keith Bueno um, did Review Thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, as as far as the features go, you know, the Russells on the album. Right. Um, again, Stove God's on the album. Um, I wanted a Dame verse because mm-hmm. people have been bothering me in my DMs about of course. us having a song that was on my album that I was on that he was on. Right. As opposed to us having a song that landed on his album. Um, and when we started assessing what made the most sense, right. it made more sense for us to put him on a number of songs as a narrator as opposed to um, just getting one verse. Right. You know, um, Kind of have his presence there, even if he doesn't have his one. And there's a lot of people on the album, like, yeah, when the, when the, when the credits come out, it'll be, it'll be known. But there are a number of, of roles in the album where, you know, someone just said one line, right. Or like, yeah, (laughs) like there, there are parts where there's a song where Kev did all of my ad libs. (laughs) Like I purposely didn't do the ad libs and Kev did my ad libs for me. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there's a song where AK Frank, just says why because i'm black and that's it right you know what i mean like i loved his voice for sort for a sentence like that so he just did that part you know um i I was really invested in soundscapes and Mm -hmm. and 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 making sure that when you heard it you heard there's like layers to it. yeah peaks and valleys you know ebbs and flows where it was like as as an as an artist i could have recreated those verses myself but i didn't necessarily want to right i wanted to include as many people as possible so yeah. i think that's, that's what i set out to do but and that kind of ties back into yeah. the whole
0: like you got to make connections and yeah. be okay well if you want to get further right
1: <laughs> do it together yeah <laughs> exactly and i was i was really open i was really vulnerable in the sense that i was okay with not writing everything right you know um we would do like 60 records um Jay Hancock wrote a record for me where I was singing. It's not on the album. Um, It may be on a deluxe if we decide to do that later or just drop it as a Lucy, but I did a lot of being open and listening and vulnerable and like relinquishing the control that artists try to have. I just just did what everybody told me to do, you know? So if it was like, I think that this two bars would work, I used it, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And like I said, the credits will reflect that this record wasn't, Deuce wrote everything. Right. This record was, we wrote everything. Right. You know what It's I mean? a group effort. Yeah, it's a group effort. I just got my name on it. Yeah.
0: yeah. You're just the voice that most people hear. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the, the only other thing that I wanted to bring up was uh, 310 Lennox. 310 Lennox. I feel like it was important for you to make the distinction that you're from Oakland and you don't yeah. necessarily claim just the bay. Right. Like, was there anything beyond that
1: or... Um, no um, I just I, I wanted to create a record where it explains how we are from Oakland mm-hmm. outside of Oakland. Um, 310 Linux the address to 310 Linux is to a, a restaurant mm-hmm. called Red Rooster in Harlem. Um, the address is an address in, in Harlem, New York. Okay. Um, in the daytime it's a chicken spot sure. called Red Rooster and after the chicken spot closes it turns into this club okay so you don't have to leave. you can eat. And then you stay and it's a club. Okay. Um, and in that, we met some people that were like, where are you from? Right. You know what I mean? And it was like, I'm from the town. Like, I'm not from the Bay, I'm from Oakland. Right. And I think that that sentence is universal for Oakland yeah. residents. We don't necessarily say, we from the Bay. We say, we from Oakland. And more specifically, what part of Oakland are you from? Right. So I'm from East Oakland. Or if they know about Oakland, I'm going to say I'm from Brookfield. Right. You know what I mean? So I think that that was, that was the thing. But that record is really important to me because in the album, I did a lot of reaching for, for culture. Mm-hmm. Um, if you listen to the record again, you can hear a lot of, um, you can hear a lot of Juicy J, of My Knob record. Right. That flow is the flow that I'm using mm-hmm. in the verse. Okay. Yeah, you know, gotta yeah, yeah. keep it street, niggas. Too Hollywood, keep my hand on a blick and I shoot it real good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there- I won't, I won't repeat the other song, but it's, it's like it's mirrored <laughs> after the culture. You yeah. know what I mean? And um, and then there's like a an OJ the Juice Man sample that we recreated mm-hmm. in it. So it's like a, a Bay artist or an Oakland artist doing a record with a Juicy J Memphis rhyme scheme with a OJ the Juice Man, Atlanta Energy, right? You know what I mean? But also in the place that I was in was in New York. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like all of these different areas that music has raised me on became this song and then the guy on the hook is from D.C. Mm-hmm. So it's like all of these different coordinates came together yeah. to make this sound, you know, um, so that's just like a microcosm of how the album is, is trying to reach out to all of these different areas to make what is my sound mm-hmm. that, is, that that i would consider unique versus anything else um, but um all the titles for the most part have mostly a directional theme right you know 310 is just one that's like an exact address right <laughs> that, but the rest of them have like you know rear view thoughts or scenic route or where you at yeah you know all those records have like directional theme Right, like you're, yeah, you're pointing at in one particular thing. Yeah, I'm searching. <laughs> yeah, exactly, it's the journey. It's the coordinates, you know. So, you know, <laughs> definitely. So, before we fully wrap up,
0: is there one song that on this album that you feel kind of encapsulates everything that you're trying to get across, or is it, is it like a mix of everything? Or
1: um, how do you feel about that? I would say three three records okay um, and they're strategically placed mm-hmm. scenic route being the first right um, explaining how I even got here you know and where I'm at um, extras being mm. what I've been through and minimum day being tomorrow right you know kind of what I've learned like the recap of the entire album is is the verse that is um, minimum day right. um, I think that that's probably the um, top three best verses I've ever written. Yeah. <laughs> is the minimum day verse. Um, and I, I think it's in the perfect place to close the album. Mm-hmm. Um, it properly wraps things up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, much like the GN records, we, um, we try to create albums that start off strong Give you the information and then end strong, right? Like a TV show. Yeah. You know when you watch the season finale of a show, you're you're upset because you're like, oh my god, that's the last episode. Right. I want more. I gotta gotta wait a year. (laughs) Yeah. But if they just ended it all, you know, happily ever after, you'd be like, all right, that was cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when they ended on a cliffhanger, it was like, so what happened? Right. You know, like. what happened so to what happened gonna... to Franklin's dad? Did <laughs> yeah. he die? You know what I mean? And then we got to the next season of snowfall. Right. And it never really told us. So now we gotta wait a whole nother season to get the answer. You know what I mean? So like yeah. we 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 try to we try to build things for the next thing. Right. Because there is no real finish line. It's like yeah. embrace where you are because we're gonna keep going. You know? Yeah. And I think that that, that verse in that song encapsulates the idea that we're not stopping. Right. You know definitely
0: yeah well i think we can cut it there because we had a lot to talk about yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's for sure for sure yeah. um so i don't know if when if this is going to come out before or after the album's out but may 27th 2022 coordinates brookfield deuce grand national anything else you want to shout out
1: um uh, <laughs> shout out myself oh, man Shit, yeah. it's hard <laughs> Hell yeah. it's, it's hard work removing ego Oh, yeah. It's hard work removing the thing that you think makes you you. Right. But in actuality, it it makes you less than than what you could be. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and like it, being able to identify that is is even why the album is called coordinates, right. um, which is even funnier, because I think that out of all of the songs that I told myself I was not trying to out rap myself or mm-hmm. rap to me, the title of the album is in fact me rapping to me so the album is yeah. called coordinates the coordinates are to brookfield village right and then my name is brookfield deuce so coordinates is actually a self-titled album yeah <laughs> you get what i'm saying yeah <laughs> so the album is a triple entendre but that's 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 as deep as i went in terms of rapping to myself right. on this album isn't it's, it, it's it's in it's titling right outside of that i tried to just be as straightforward as possible Mm -hmm. but the layers are in the in the titling right so that's why i want people to put their own coordinates when they talk about things because you're talking about yourself you're not talking about my album once i put it out it ain't mine no more Mm. it's yours once i put it out right so when you listen to it and you identify with a song it's your song and your coordinates is what should be on there Mm. so that's what i want people to take away from this shit is yeah. it ain't mine no more a painter don't just paint his, his mural and then he just stand there and go yeah that's okay. tight he finds another blank canvas and he oh, yeah. goes and paint something else I'll so the next one yeah i want everybody to paint admire for a second and go paint something else right and let's keep moving in this journey let's keep moving forward let's keep documenting our coordinates right. you know let's be happy with where we are and not where somebody else is because my coordinates are literally different than your coordinates and we're sitting right next to right, each other. Exactly. Literally. <laughs> like there might be a couple of you know pieces missing, you know a couple of numbers off, right. but literally your coordinates are different than mine's right now. So I got to be happy in where I'm sitting. Yeah. Because it's not where you're sitting. And you got to be happy in where you're sitting, you know. Yeah. It's and all I, about being present. Yeah, and I think I think that's that's the bar for this album is being present.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll cut it there. Uh, like I said, uh coordinates should be out by the time this comes up. If it's not, it'll be out very soon. And give it a stream. Give yeah. it a listen. Buy, buy it. Buy my shit. Yeah, no, dead ass. Buy my shit, man. And when you are listening to it, share your coordinates. It's not weird. It's not weird. We won't pull up on you. It's fine. It's not weird.
1: You won't be there seconds later.
0: <laughs> well, some people might but. some people might. But uh <laughs> that's all I got. Thank you good. so much for this opportunity. No, definitely. It was good to finally do it in person. Yeah,
1: no, for sure. We could have done
0: it online, but you know. Yeah, hey, no, I, I, <laughs> we I, had to be outside. Now we talked about it, and I was
1: in Portland yesterday, and it was like, all right, one o'clock, Zoom, da 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 da. And then I was like, I really don't have no reason to be in Portland for another day. I'll just pay for the flight and come home tonight. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? And now I can come in person yeah. to do it. So it was like, now I'm coming home. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I was I was super excited about doing this in person. I was super excited about just getting home because I've been I've been all over right. lately. You know what I mean? And I, I've been so all over that I haven't. Had the opportunity to have like a release party or a listening session or right. none of that stuff happened for this, um, and I'm not like upset about it. I think that it, I think it makes sense for for what I was doing. Yeah, you know, I'm moving around and, and gathering these coordinates and finding myself in these different rooms to understand exactly who I am and, and what I'm about today. Yeah. And um, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't leave. Yeah, to to see something outside of the bay, even how beautiful this place is. It's a lot of ugliness too you know so being able to leave and see is like super important you know and um, i'm just hella grateful for that but when i was gone for as long as i've been gone for i i, I missed i was ready to get back here you know <laughs> right. so when you hit me about the interview it was like now nah, just come back tomorrow come back tomorrow. Yeah, appreciate yeah, that not for sure <laughs>